wasn't supposed to be that easy. Not that it was easy, but it looked easy. These Bengals dominated the divisional round. Against the Buffaloes. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. As the Bengals season marches on, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals. James Rapine and myself bringing you coverage every day of the Cincinnati Bengals, free and av- available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So like the many thousands of Bengals fans that have joined the Locked On Bengals First listen club here as a playoff run has gone on and this win streak has continued. You can hit the subscribe button on YouTube, hit the follow button anywhere you get your podcast and we'll be delivered to your devices. First thing when we upload our content every day. Today's episode of Lockdown Bengals presented by Prize Picks. You can get a 100% instant deposit match right now at Prize Picks with $100, up to $100 with promo code LOCKDOWN. That's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKDOWN for daily fantasy done right. James, what a what a dominant, and I mean dominant display. Several things happened in this game that I didn't think would necessarily happen, and they all went the Bengals' way in a very impressive performance. Ooh, certainly the, the Bengals' most impressive playoff win of the, the Joe Burrow era. I think that's that's fair to say, and it doesn't go down to the wire like many, including myself, expected, and he comes out from the jump. And that's what I loved is a lot a lot of times throughout the week, uh, this past week leading up to the game, we talked about how quick of a start they got off to against the Bills in week 17. Could they potentially match that? How much you love their aggressiveness, how they were it was only eight plays, but they marched downfield. I think they marched down the field in, in five plays and scored a touchdown in week 17. And it was just and they did it again. And it was like, oh. Is, is that what's going to happen? Burrow was four for four, 65 yards, and the touchdown to Chase, one in which I loved what he did. And, yes, it was a busted coverage, but I love that he moved up, had a perfect throw to Chase. Chase does Jamar Chase things. And, by the way, that's a bigger play than they had against the Ravens, 28 yards. And so it's like, oh, man, this offense, it's it's firing. And it continued on the second drive. And we'll, we'll give plenty of credit to the defense, but I'm leading with Joe Burrow because I thought Joe Burrow was awesome. And the final numbers don't look as good as they did throughout the game. Part of that, I think, they get up. And, and yeah. you, when you're up by two possessions, essentially, throughout the second half, you, you can dial things back a, a little bit. And, by the way, of all the things that happen, Jake, from the offensive line, which we'll get to, to the defense, to Joe Burrow playing like the, the, the star that he is, the thing that surprised me most is the other Joe, Joe Mixon. 105 rushing yards. This Bengals rushing attack was a rushing attack. It wasn't an efficient run game. If they can run for four yards a carry, you take it, which is what I said coming into this this game. It was dominant. So great performance by this team. Back-to-back AFC championship games for the first time in, in team history. They hand the Bills, by the way, their second playoff loss at home in the history of Highmark Stadium. Like, that's wild. Like, this is only the second time they've lost here in the postseason. Uh, so it's it's hard to win here. 
The Bengals came in here and they dominated start to finish. And they're headed back to the AFC championship game, my man. You guys didn't think I was going to do it. Y'all are, y'all are ready to kill me. I love it. No, none of that. Back to the AFC championship game for the second <laughs> straight year. And that's one of the things you just mentioned, James, that I didn't see yeah. happening in this game was the run game just chewing up yards. Joe Burrow outrushing Josh Allen in this game. <laughs> yeah. By the way, eight carries for 26 yards in that QBC touchdown for Josh Allen. Six carries for 31 yards, two of those kneel downs for Joe Burrow. But you got more yards. One of those on the uh, desperation Hail Mary at the end of the half in the first half drive was a 21-yard run. But nonetheless, Joe Burrow outrushing Josh Allen. But Joe Mixon going for 20 for 105. Samaj P. Ryan 7 for, for 33. The run game was incredible. And we haven't seen it be this good in weeks. And suddenly, out of nowhere, against this defense, it's pretty good. And I kept waiting. Right? I kept waiting, like Leslie Frazier, man. They told us all week, this guy adjusts. But the Bengals had one drive that I would consider a failed drive on offense in this game. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. They Everything was working. And their, their blueprint was working. The defense was awesome. The offensive line was opening up holes and giving Burrow time. One sack, I mean, my God, how many people? And, and I tried to like digest, especially the drive up, the drive back, digest as much Bengals content and national pundits and everything. Yeah. I wanted to, to get a a feel for what people were saying, and it felt really split. It, it did. And I thought the Bengals were going to win, but I thought it was a 50-50 and they just everything worked. They were the more physical team. Mm-hmm. They, I, I was in the tunnel, so I didn't have field access for this game. It's a weird Bills rule, whatever. It made it work. They let me hang out in the tunnel, and um, so I'm taking videos. And the, the trench guys come out, and I tweeted this out. But it, trenches on three, and I and they they run out all eyes on the trenches. Was my caption to the video. I never in my wildest Dream the defensive line, sure. Could I see them getting after Josh Allen and containing him? And that was something that we kind of—I don't want to say expected—but that was some one of the keys. But this offensive line, they were the aggressor. They were the ones winning. And when you have that with Burrow, with those skill players, I mean, we haven't seen that much throughout Burrow's three-year tenure at all, including during this two-year run. Uh, as far as the offensive line being able to to be that physically dominant. And so Jackson Carmen deserves credit, obviously. The rest of those guys, Max Sharping, Akeem Adeniji, obviously Cordell Volson, and then Ted Karras playing through a knee issue that clearly he was playing through and fighting through, and, and that's tough to do, especially when it's slippery out there in the snow, and he did it. Yeah, that was an impressively gritty performance for Ted Karras, and I want to echo your credit for Jackson Carmen. I am not so sure the film will be terribly kind to Hakeem Adeniji. We'll have to see about that one. PFF's first count after the game was 12 pressures and Boogie Basham having a big day. And I think it was Basham who was a primary beneficiary of uh, or, or opponent for Hakeem Adeniji. So we'll see how that looks on film after the game. But Jackson Carmen, you know, he, he had one 
missing the run game that took a touchdown away. I can't remember what happened after that. I think it. I think the Bengals had to settle for a field goal. He missed on a toss play to Joe Mixon. That if he makes a block, maybe there's a chance for Mixon to to get around the corner. He had the one where he he throws the pass rusher towards Joe Burrow's legs. That was a scary moment. Burrow got up, limped a little bit, looked fine after that. Uh, for that the hit was the scary. I was like. <sighs> Was a, it was a hold your breath moment for sure. But outside yeah. of that, I didn't really notice Carmen a ton. It's, again, something that we're going to have to go back and, and look on tape and see how these guys played. And we'll have plenty of that the rest of the week. But, man, everything they wanted on offense was working in this game. They had, I think, seven first downs before they faced their first third down of the game. They were six for ten on third down. Anyway, they were really good at avoiding third downs. 30 first downs in this game, which means 24 of them came before third down, which is just incredibly efficient offense. By contrast, take the Bills. They had 18 first downs and 12 18, – 18 first downs and 12 third downs. So just – And zero first downs sides, in, the third, or in the first quarter. Zero. Which you get out to that 14-0 to zero lead. Insane. And I, I mean, I was still personally like, okay, at some point this Bills offense could wake up until, until they missed the fourth down play. And then there's just not enough time. Um mm-hmm. Because even if the Bengals would have just kneeled it out for the rest of the game, after Buffalo was out of timeouts, they would have would you had have kicked two it there? minutes. Would I have kicked it out of the Bills? I would have. It's a three-score game. I would have kicked it. I don't I don't really see it making a huge difference. They were probably going to need to go for it at some point. Uh, the, the bigger mistake to me was McVay punting on fourth and two. I know it was deep in his McDermott. own territory. What I say? McVay. McDermott, my bad. McDermott punting. I was thinking McDermott. McDermott punting on fourth and two. I know it was deep in his own territory, but you're down 14, and your defense hasn't been great. And that that kind of – I mean, it didn't matter. It was 27 to 10. The Bills didn't score again anyway. But, man, what, what, a, what a fun game for the Bengals to be so dominant throughout. And, and some other ways that impressed me too, and and some some things that surprised me. So we'll we'll continue to talk about some of the surprising, nice surprises in this game coming up next. But first, today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the way daily fantasy should be. And what is that you ask? Well, Prize Picks is when you pick two to five players and whether they're going to score more or less than the prize picks projections. So you could pick Patrick Mahomes next week to exceed his projection or Joe Burrow to exceed his projection or vice versa. You could pick them to, to be under that more or less, have less than his prize picks projection. And the way it works, you pick two to five players, entries take 60 seconds or less, and you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. We've had plenty of listeners win with prize picks and start well, cash it in. They have safe and fast withdrawals. They're currently operational in over 30 states, including Canada. So yeah, Jake Lisko can use prize picks and you can too by going to prizepicks.com or use the prize picks app to sign up to play daily fantasy sports. And first time users will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code locked on. Deposit 100, you get 100. You deposit 50, you get 50 with promo code locked on. Don't forget to use promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match at prizepicks.com or the prizepicks app. So, some other things that surprised me in this game is where I left off. Yep. And the, the biggest surprises for me were in the offensive line, which we've talked about. The mm-hmm. fact that they were able to run the ball so incredibly well and, and credit the running backs 
as well. Mixon in particular, I thought looked as, as good as he's looked uh, this season. Yep. Um, but on the defensive side of the ball, I thought the Bills were going to get theirs at some point, man. And, and they just didn't. Josh Allen pressured heavily the entire game. And even though he got away from some sacks and made some plays, was very inefficient. Mm-hmm. And, and the entire Bills offense looked inefficient. They couldn't get really anything of note going in the ground game. They abandon it, essentially, pretty quick. They have 11 running back carries in this game. I mean, Lou Anarumo, for whatever struggles he went through early against the Ravens last week that we talked about when the Ravens were moving the ball a little bit more than, than we thought, and then Jesse Bates saying, man, we're excited to go against a real offense again, and none of this triple option stuff. That, that showed because the pressure they got to Allen was – incredibly disruptive we saw him miss some throws because there was pressure in his face and uh for the most part they were living and dying with the front four james Mm -hmm. and the front four was fantastic in this game especially want to shout out trey hendrickson dj reader the the usual suspects and even joseph osai affecting some plays in this game really impressive from the bengals front welcome to Playoff football 101. If you want to win against these teams that aren't built like the Ravens, and guess what? When you get to these divisional rounds, and especially in the AFC, divisional rounds and AFC championship games, you have to get to the quarterback. You have to disrupt him. You have to make him feel you. I would have lost a lot of money today before this game if you had said over under Josh Allen touchdown passes a half. I would hammer the over, and I would have hammered it and then I would have maybe taken the winnings and taken a private jet back to Cincinnati afterwards because I had won so much money, and, well, I would have lost that. And you're right. Lou Anarumo's defense deserves so much credit. They're just so tough, physical. They're winning in the trenches. But the other part of it, they didn't get beat deep. Eli Apple didn't get beat by that double move by Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. These guys were able to – to fix their, their issues. And that was the one benefit last week. When you, when you don't dominate a bad offense like the Ravens, then I think you have to look in the mirror, especially when you see, oh, man, 17's coming. Josh Allen's coming. 14's coming. I mean, Stephon Diggs. I mean, you're talking about some of the best players in the NFL. And so I, I think that that was almost a reality check, enough for them to say, all right, these are the issues. Let's fix them. But damn it, we got to play better. And boy, did they play better. I mean, the three and out after the touchdown, then the Bengals go score again. And it's 14-0. And you get another three and out. I was like, it's so hard to do against the Bills because you're right. You're just expecting them to get back in it mm-hmm. and find a way to make this a one-score game. Even in the fourth quarter. I was thinking, okay, at some point they're going to make some kind of play. Josh Allen's going to go off script. Something's going to happen. And yet, as of right now, I'm staring at the final score, and it does say 10 for the Bills, which just unbelievable to me. What a great job by Lou Anarumo and this entire defensive staff. And and it feels like the Bengals could have scored more than 27 if they wanted to. Well, they did score 31, but... For for when we have the Jamar Chase play... Yeah, that's why they scored 31. And, 31 and 10. I'm petty. And then they kick another field goal pretty close to the goal line there too. So I agreed with that 
kick. I, I did too. Absolutely. Take a three-score lead late in the game. Yeah. Uh, I did not agree with the third down decision to take it out of Joe Burrow's hands. I, I understand that everyone Run in the, the stadium is expecting Joe Burrow to throw the ball there. Uh, but a touchdown is better. Um, let's talk about the Jamar Chase touchdown that wasn't to fin like later in the show. I want to come back to that. I don't want to. I don't want to detour there now. Um, but go ahead. I have something. I mean, it depends on what you have. I just I have something that I don't want to get too buried. So I'm in the locker room. It, it has to do with Joe. Let, let me let me make one last point on the defense, and then we'll pivot off the defense here. Uh, just want to point out Stefan Diggs final line. You, you talked about, you got Stefan Diggs coming. You got Josh Allen coming. Uh, mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs was targeted 10 times in this game. Yep. He caught four of them for 35 yards. The Bengals held the bills to zero points in the first quarter to get to that 14 to zero lead. And when Buffalo was desperate, desperate to get back into this game in the fourth quarter, zero points and uh, zero second half touchdowns. So yeah. that, 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 that's my closing thoughts for now anyway for, for this defense without having seen the tape and, and all these things. Just what, a, what an impressive performance. All the credit to Luana Rumo, Cam Taylor-Britt with the pass breakup, the, the game clinching even though it was already over effectively at that point. The, the interception there down the stretch. Jesse Bates was great in run support at one point early in the game that really stands out to me as well, and we've talked about the front four a ton. So uh, – Tons of credit to Luana Rumo and his group of guys on defense. They played an outstanding football game. They did. They deserve a ton of credit. And to physically dominate an opponent like that on both sides, the defense, mm-hmm. you kind of expect it week in, week out, and, and they did it. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's something that's going to have to continue if they're going to continue to advance, but they deserve a hell of a lot of credit. I just wanted to mention this because this is the cool part about being in the locker room is you get to see certain things. And I – it's really hectic. Post game is hectic. It's wild. It's crazy. Burrow's going one way. Chase, everybody's changing. There's 50,000 things going on. And so I'm not sure if Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow saw each other initially after the game. Right. And of course, you have the Zach post game speech. Burrow's there, but he's talking to the entire team. So I'm over there by Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins in Burrow's lockers near it. And he went over and Zach comes up. Huge embrace, handshake, smiling ear to ear, hug each other. I know the word dominate was used from Burrow and a couple of other words were used, but it was really cool. I don't have video of it, but I want to describe it so we know that it's it happened. Because mm-hmm. I, I think, that, I mean, this was probably 35 minutes, 40 minutes after the game. And this is the first time that they had embraced. And it was like, LFG, right? Like it was very much that. From, from both sides. And why shouldn't it be? They're 5-1 and one in the postseason. They're both Bengals record holders. And yeah. uh, you know the other streak that this team snapped? They hadn't scored three touchdowns uh, or, or more in a playoff game since 91 when they beat the Oilers. So that that changes. Hmm. That, that changed today. In a road, I think it's a road playoff game. I take that back. Road playoff game. Either way, it changed today. There are a few other streaks we should probably talk about. Uh, I think we talked about what, so so for for the awful trends statistics that I talked about last time we recorded James. It was uh, the Bengals had never lost lost to Buffalo in the playoffs. That continues. However, unfortunately, Trevor Lawrence's Saturday winning streak has come to a conclusion, and the Bengals will go on the road instead of getting to host 
the AFC Championship game. Let's talk a little bit more about some of these skill guys on offense, James. One of the big keys for us in this game was one, protect Joe Burrow, two, Josh Allen turnovers, three, the skill guys stepping up. Jamar Chase certainly did, and we can talk about that touchdown call because, anyway, we'll, we'll get there to finish the show next. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Yes, FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we are ecstatic to tell you about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one, not 279. No, they're number one, like Jamar Chase, the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers can join today and get started with $150 in free bets. $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads, player props, the home team. Uh, well, I, I say the home team because we are locked on Bengals. The home team got it done again. Your favorite team got it done. They advance to Arrowhead next week. And, well, you can make all of these wagers on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss out. Place your uh, first $5 bet and get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment moment more with FanDuel, excuse me, official sportsbook of the NFL. Jamar Chase, really big game. Statistically, maybe not the gaudiest stat line, but five catches, 61 yards, one touchdown was a focal point of the Bengals offense really good game for for not having incredible numbers I don't think he was tackled by the first bill to contact him once in this game mm-hmm. and if he was I'm not remembering it maybe on the running play he had but as a receiver you know think of think about the third down check down this bill shows zero burrow flips it out to Jamar Chase Chase makes white miss and, and eventually gets tackled, but it's after the first down. And, and he's just such a weapon for this team. And before we talk about the call, Hayden Hurst, want to make sure we shout him out as well. Don't think I've mm-hmm. mentioned his name yet in this show. Caught a touchdown on a coverage bust, was a huge contributor as well, hurdling a guy for a first down, taking another, dragging another defender for a first down in another moment in this game. Hayden Hurst, massive game as well. Five catches, 59 yards in the touchdown. Um, those two guys, big, big performance for them. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, not as huge volume-wise, but still contributing, in my opinion, still contributing some first downs, some big plays. Tyler Boyd in particular with a 23-yard catch in this game. And the running backs, another big week for the running backs in the receiving game, something that we've seen the Bengals utilize and Joe Burrow utilize consistently when, when he needs to get rid of the ball quickly. He's finding his checkdowns on time. Samaj P. Ryan, five catches, 31 yards. Joe Mixon, two catches, 18 yards. Both of those guys contributing as receivers in this game as well. Um, all right, let's talk about the Jamar Chase call. No, I was no, 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 no. no. Right, real quick, this offense, you, you name most of the guys, but eight different guys make catches. I remember the Wilcox play. It seemed like a, a big play. The Irwin play, and I know he had the drop, should have had two catches, but that was a big first down play. We know what Mixon did. Boyd's play went for a first down. Higgins had the nice one-handed catch. Like, you can remember something from all of these guys almost, which is wild. You're right. Hurst and Chase led the way, but Burrow's just that point guard, man, just distributing, distributing, throwing it all over the field like we talked about in our pre-show, you know, our, our preview show. And um, 
it was a lot of fun to watch. Now, let's well, talk about it because it was uh, yeah, wild to me that that was overturned. But ladies and gentlemen, get this because Jake Lisko is tweeting through the game. This dude DM'd me. They overturned that. He was furious. So I'm going to take a step back and Jake – you have the floor. Well, so so here's the thing. After I DM'd you that, I went and watched the video. And so I understand what the NFL called. And, and the dispute is is not as much with the call at this point as it's, again, with the rule. It's, it's this awful rule that's been on the books for so long about completing the catch to the ground when the player lands out of bounds. And so mm-hmm. what the officials eventually ruled was that Jamar Chase did not make a football move. They said, I think what they decided is after his first foot came down, he reestablished possession, so the first foot didn't count. So that's why the three feet weren't considered a football move, I think. I'm I'm obviously doing some interpreting here on the NFL's behalf. So he got two feet with control, but then he was going to the ground at that point. And when you're going to the ground, that means that you haven't made a football move, right? That's what they ruled. He hadn't made a football move. And the NFL rules allow for a defensive player to continue to fight for the ball all the way to the ground, even when you're going out of bounds. So Chase hits the ground. Milano's still fighting to knock the ball loose. And at some point when Chase is on the ground out of bounds, since they've ruled that he hasn't completed the process of a catch yet, his hands totally do come off the ball at that point when he's out of bounds before reestablishing control of the football. And technically what the rules say is if you regain possession out of bounds, it's considered an incomplete pass. So ultimately it's an issue with the rule. I think watching live, everyone thinks it's a catch, right? Cause he catches it twice inbounds has three feet down inbounds, but because of the, the technicalities of the rule, that's what the NFL decided i still disagree with the call it could be because i disagree with the rule in the end that is my full explanation of why it was ruled why i think they ruled it the way they ruled it but taking that away felt real bad because it was an incredible throw it was an incredible catch in an incredible moment and it should have been should have should have felt like a really sweet play that we looked back on and said man what an incredible catch and throw from joe burrow this massive massively important throw in this massively important game we didn't get that because the nfl rules are dumb third third and goal from the 10 you just had a false start jackson carmen one of his mistakes today and they still get the touchdown it was like oh my goodness like that's how dialed in they are they're going to score touchdowns on three or four first half possessions have a 21 7 lead like it just and then you're right. This is where you were kind of expecting the Bills to take advantage of the situation, and they, they didn't. But it, it gave them hope with this being overturned. To me, I just thought, okay, if it was ruled that way on the field, it should stand because it's not. To me, it's not clear. It is. I mean, how long? How long did I just have like to the ball hit the ground? Yeah. How long did and I just have to spend to, to explain it? it? Like the, the yeah. rule is so convoluted, the amount of steps and logical hoops you need to jump through to get to incomplete pass there is a yep. problem, I think. But yeah, you know. no, it is. And we'll at least close it, the, at least this topic on a positive. The Bengals overcame it. They did. 
that's hard. That like that's hard. And I asked Chase afterwards, and he was like, "Yeah, I wasn't shocked." And I just, I think that these guys are just so mentally mm-hmm. resilient that a lot of people wouldn't be able to overcome that, and yet they did. And you know, heck, they almost scored before the half. But then the next time they have a full possession, the Bills have trimmed it to seven. And it's like, okay, and they go down and score and take a 24-10 lead. And it's like, they're just, they're resilient. And, and I love that they, they were able to overcome that because that could have been a turning point, yeah. which I'm glad we talked about because it was a huge play in the game. And it didn't end up being a turning point. And it's a huge play in the game because let's be honest here, 30 was the threshold and they would be at 31 if it wasn't for that nonsense. Although I did say that Evan McPherson would rebound. And I know he didn't have any long kicks, but he played well. Evan McPherson actually was great in this game because Cal Adamitis was not great. So a lot of credit to Drew Christman and Evan McPherson in the kicking game. Uh, For for Drew Christman as a punter, hit one that wasn't great uh, in in tough conditions, but his second punt was incredible to to put Naheem Hines out of bounds around the 10. I think the Bengals won all three phases of this game. I think that they, they won the return game in both kickoffs and in punts. They certainly won on defense, and they certainly won on offense. I think that this was a dominant performance in three in three phases of the game. James, of their drives when the game was in the balance that were not uh, the, the one drive to end the, the first half when they run out of time and have to go for Hail Mary, they go touchdown, mm-hmm. touchdown. Their one failed drive where they had to punt, and, and then they have the should have been touchdown to Jamar Chase that's taken off the board that ends up in a field goal. And then their first and then their first possession in the second half goes touchdown. And then they go field goal with time waning uh toward toward the end of the game before the last drive to just kill a bunch of clock and, and mm-hmm. the game's over. Not not as many drives overall as I expected the Bengals to have, not as many opportunities, but that's five scoring drives out of six real, I use real in quotes, drives that weren't to end the game or to end the half. And all of those drives got to inside the five at some Mm -hmm. point on those drives. So beautiful, beautiful offensive performance for Joe Burrow, for the offensive line, for the run game, for Brian Callahan, for Zach Taylor, you name a guy, they did well today. Yeah, they did, no doubt. And you mentioned Zach, by the way, fist bump, Gets another win. Even go. though I wasn't allowed on the field, still were able to track down Brian. So there we go. That that I, th- I think it's eleven and one now. I want to say if my if my math uh, adds up, they've won um, they've won ten straight. They won yeah, it's eleven and one. Ten straight, by the way. What a streak that is. Mm-hmm. Also, the other thing, Zach Taylor after the game, apologizing to the NFL. Like <laughs> I'm sorry. So Swaggy Taylor, like. Zach's got a little swag. This Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, this team, how confident he's like, we're built for this. Like, he's got a little swag to him now. And, he, and he's not uh, he's not afraid to talk about it on the mic. He would net like, I'm shocked he said that stuff, he, but I'm not. But like deadpanned it too, man. Oh like no, no smile until he had finished saying it. Like kept a straight fit. I was it's, impressed. Burrow is contagious. <laughs> That's what that that's what that was. I mean, isn't it? I mean, it was just like this little edgy comment, like whatever, man. They are our confidence. Their confidence is sky high. 
I, I they told me they were going to come in here and throw it all over the field and be fine with their offensive line. And I say they, members of the team. Mm-hmm. And they did it. And that's really hard to do. This weather was not – it was not fun. And it was slick, and it was a wet snow, and they did. Seemed to really advantage the Bengals. People were talking about Buffalo like, yeah, Buffalo, they're, they're a Northeast team. They're a snow team. Every snow 50-50 thing yeah. seemed to lean the Bengals' way. Like neither defender, neither secondary was able to break on the ball very well. That went both ways. Uh, and, and both teams had some rub, rugby scrums kind of push, push running backs forward, I think, more than what the Bengals' way. Uh, and so I think the snow actually ended up benefiting the Bengals in this game. Have, I, have we talked about Mike Hilton? Oh, he was amazing. We have not. He was amazing. Okay. And, so and I'm anybody glad, I'm who's glad you br- I'm glad watching you to the up. end. Yeah, I, I, he's been in and out of my mind a few times. Incredible. Absolute baller. Mike Hilton made a much bigger impact on this game than any slot corner playing against the Bills has any right to make. Like, he's not going against Stephon Diggs every play, right? He's making plays in the running game, destroying Josh Allen on multiple consecutive blitzes, maybe not consecutive, multiple blitzes in close proximity to one another late in the game in the fourth quarter. Should have had a forced fumble. That's another one that we could we could pick at with officiating. I don't, I don't know about that. But in the end, it, it doesn't end up mattering. The Bengals dominate this one wire to wire, 27 to 10. And we're back to where we were last year, James. Yeah. AFC Championship AFC. in Arrowhead. But this time the Bengals have beaten the Chiefs three times in a row, not just once in the regular season. Can they make it four? So it's going to be a fun one, no doubt. And they continue to advance, man. AFC Back-to-back AFC Championships, uh, right. championship games. It's, uh, it's wild. And yet here we are. What a, what a run. We'll see if they can continue it. And we're, uh, we're certainly going to have you covered each and every day here on Locked On Bengals. You take a second to think about that, back-to-back AFC championships. This team has never done that. Never gotten close to that, to be fair. Not even close. And they're one win away from doing it. Pretty, pretty fantastic stuff. Joe Burrow continues to be undefeated in January. We'll see if that continues as well. I'm away tomorrow. I'm flying to Mexico, and I'll be back from Mexico and watching the game in Mexico <laughs> next week. Uh, But James will still be with you tomorrow, so we won't miss a day. And we will continue to have you covered here on Lockdown Bengals. So until next time, thanks for listening. Hootay, and have a good one.